kids had an absolute blast. We were outside all day Saturday. Went back to the hotel, went to the pool, and stayed there. Saw pa- the cannonball. Parents were drinking. Side, but the kids have been asking me to do it the whole time, and I was like, no, no, there's kids in the pool. I'm not doing it. it was, I looked, and it was just our kids. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. We were having a good time. And then like a couple hours later, we were like packing up, and Mila had been playing with some girls that swam over the dad was like oh thanks for letting the girls oh we're like oh yeah you know it's like it's kind of communal you know whatever and he's like nice cannonball by the way (laughs) (laughs) welcome to our film fathers podcast the definitive podcast about fatherhood film and fatherhood and film this is jelani and with me, as always, are two guys who know that Nick Cage smooches good. Martin and Brady. I should always trust my shamanic instincts as a thespian. I love Sarah, Charles. It was mine. That love. I owned it. Even Sarah didn't have the right to take it away. I can love whoever I want. This week, we couldn't shake the feeling that we needed more Nick Cage in our life. So much so that we dove into two movies that star Nicolas Cage in multiple roles. We couldn't wait to accept a $1 million payday to go to Mallorca for a birthday party and dive into one of the best scripts of the year in the unbearable weight of massive talent. We also talked about the similarities of another movie from 20 years ago that intertwined multiple cages in the critically acclaimed adaptation. Let me put another one on there because my kids today watched National Treasure. They did. I watched Mandy. <laughs> so I had a lot of Nick Cage in my life. Mandy is. Mandy's the horror. They mention it in The Unbearable oh. Weight of Massive Talent. He's well, they like, mention a lot. Oh, yeah, they really do. <laughs> I, I kind of wrote down a bunch of them, but they, uh, what's his name? Uh, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Uh, Javi. Mentions. Oh, I he goes, I Mandy is a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I have to watch it. It's been on my list. It's a, you know, it's a whacked out horror movie. So I was like, How I got to watch it. Uh, only like, I think 2018 or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, it's right right around there. Um, it was very strange. I'm so glad I didn't recommend it to you guys. <laughs> you guys would not be in it. But it has a lot of Nick Cage overacting. Um, you don't say. Yeah. <laughs> which 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 was fun for for a little bit. Uh, but I can't I can't quite say. I would recommend it for you guys. I wouldn't recommend it for a lot of people. But yeah, I do. I I like Nick Cage after uh, after watching these two. Okay. Well, did you like? Not Nick Cage? I liked them before. Co- yeah. Uh, there I, was a time, and I think I mentioned it on the pod before. But there was a time where I was like, he's a terrible actor, and I, but he kept making good movies, and he kept being in good roles and good and getting good movies. And probably, like, probably despite, the better way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? He was in movies that were good. He was in movies that were good, yeah. <laughs> As opposed to him being like, is he the reason for it or is he? I think later on, that's what I'm saying. Like later on, it, yeah, I, 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 he's in stuff now that I couldn't see anyone else in. And we just saw him in Gone in 60 Seconds yeah. in one of our recent episodes. And we talked about that. Like I thought he was he was great in that. Like yeah. he played a, a good character. It was, I think it was really um, Con Air where, with the horrible accent. And, um, Which that's is, what get, jumped you off. That no, that's what was kind of like. That's a good movie, but I'm like, it's not because Nick Cage it's is acting of well. Him. In it. Yeah, it's a spite of him. And he and it's funny because like, yeah, it is such a not cult favorite because I it, I think it's just it has a huge fan base, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers included. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> I knew you were gonna slip that. As in there. we saw, well, the movie started essentially with Con Air on screen, and I was like, oh, it's right on time. We just saw the <laughs> talked about the Rodgers uh, walking into the Packers. Uh, uh, practice or whatever and so yeah i don't disagree with you like yeah his whether it's i think i mentioned it last week or a couple weeks ago my, you know, my wife's like he just doesn't sound like he like breathes right <laughs> you know like he has a it's something about his voice and 
it, it's, I don't know. It's Nick Cage. It's that the package of Nick Cage is yeah. so different and unique. I was thinking about that as I was watching this movie, and I was like, Mary said something about like his mouth doesn't look like it works right. And I was watching it the whole time. I'm like, I think she might be onto something. <laughs> yeah, he's got a little of Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone like side, you yeah. know, almost Adrian. like the Joker, like yeah, like yeah. it's <laughs> paralyzed on one side, or, or like his upper lip doesn't move when he talks. It was. It was distracting for you, you a little bit. You were focused on it yeah. for a little bit. But let me say, I do now. I do like Nick Cage as an actor. I will watch a lot of his movies. Apparently, he's been in a lot of crap that I haven't seen. He has over the last couple of years. Just seeing like you know Netflix yeah. stuff like pop up, or even for a while there, it was like, wait, what? Nick Cage? Yeah, no. There's yeah. just like like if you look, there's just all these movies from 2018, 2019 that you've never heard of. Kill Chain, Primal. Grand Isle, Running with the Devil, Color Out of Space. Like, yeah, there's just a lot of them, and I think that's yeah. what this, what the unbearable weight of massive talent is kind of referring to. Like, he's trying to get back to making a, like, a good critically acclaimed, acclaimed movie because well, he's just doing it for the money, or I don't know what these so movies are. So I actually, that's funny because I thought when you started saying that, I thought you were going in a different direction, and I think it's more. He had a quote that was, "I never viewed it as a career." Only his work, and what's wrong with that? I mean, in any other job, hard work is something to behold. But with film performance, you're making too many movies, Nick. You're working too hard, Nick. Like, and there's an argument whether it is. I've heard over the years, like he did need money, and so it was like yeah. whether you're working just to keep your financial stability. Also, not necessarily. I don't, don't harsh him for it, right? But like, I think that's the knock sometimes for a while, especially is he is making a bunch of really low budget or subpar movies the budget's all going to him whether it yeah and it's and he's getting paid yeah. to work and so it's one thing to work a lot because you like working it's another when you maybe need money or yeah and bruce willis did the same right, right? For, for a right. while he was just but, in a ton of movies but sam jackson is another one who won't turn down many roles and we don't view him the same way so because he still makes i think if ones. you lined the movies up you'd be like which which of the let's use those three people you could line up a, 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 the movies next to each other. I think you're going to find that the quality of movie that Sam Jackson's making is is higher than whatever the six movies that Martin just rattled off for yeah. Nick Cage that none of us have and there's heard more. of. And there's more. <laughs> yeah. And Bruce Willis, notoriously, over the last couple of years, and obviously, like I said, it, they might have been because he knew he was sick, and it was like, let's yeah. rack up some, you know, Again, I a don't, nest egg. Somebody's watching these. They're getting mm, paid. Maybe. I'm a- <laughs> Someone's paying I'm for them. For it. <laughs> what are your expectations, though? Like, are your expectations? What are your expectations for Nicolas Cage? Like, do you expect it to be a great film if he's in it? Do you expect it to be entertaining? Fair question. I don't hold it to. I don't think I hold it to that level anymore with him. Yeah. There might have been a time where I was like, "Oh, Nicolas Cage is it. This could be good." I mean, he had. He does have a run of really good movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. He just. There's been a pretty big time frame big where gap. that hasn't happened, and. So I don't necessarily hold him to that standard, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. And I would say this movie, I loved this movie. You I thought it, it okay. was awesome, clever, just different. <laughs> I, I just thought it was really, really, really good. Maybe I thought it was I was going to like it more. Um, so I, I wouldn't say I love it, but I definitely enjoyed it. And I think uh, Pedro Pascal was was great. I know, and he wasn't the first choice, and I'm like can't even think of some, like I, someone I else being in it. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was it was a lot of fun, and I do I do appreciate the the uniqueness of it, you know, especially with with a lot of the stuff we talk about. Like, there's not a lot of original ideas, and to to do it this way um, is cool. Yeah, I we we enjoyed it as well. Uh, so Jen and I watched it the other night, and it is 
it is a unique idea. I was curious to know if you guys knew how unique or like the setup and the premise behind <laughs> it, because when we talk about adaptation later, it was very, very similar. Right. Very similar. That was just one of the things I'm like, did, did somebody know this ahead of time? Because I honestly, I saw the trailer for uh, Unbearable Weight and then really didn't pay much attention to it. Didn't hear a ton about it. Mm-hmm. And then kind of like let it go in the background. Like, oh, this might be fun. You know, a twist on Nicolas Cage playing himself, um, but didn't really think much of it. And so then when you get into it, you're like, oh, this is pretty good. Like, I, I like how like ridiculous it got at sometimes and then how like self-deprecating he was about, you know, playing himself. And, yeah. Um, what did you think of young Nick Cage? Uh, it looked like wild at heart Nick Cage. So I was say. like, who is younger Nick? Nicky yeah. uh, was a note I had. And then I saw that he was, I think, credited as Nicholas Coppola. Oh, they credited him uh, as, yeah, as he such because he is a Coppola. Yes, yeah. but That's he stopped funny. doing that after Fast Times. I Fast think Fast Times yeah. was the only other time he was credited uh, under That's that his first name. movie, right? Yeah, and and so it was kind of a nod, I think, to that. Like, there's a lot of levels of the meta ness. I think, funnily enough, they said Cage thought Javi was the best written character, and he wanted to play that role because he thought playing his own biggest fan would be more meta than playing himself. <laughs> That would be kind of weird, right? I know, That'd and it's just like, this movie is just, I just was kind of enamored with how different it was, how it it had to be Nick Cage uh, for some reason. I, I don't know if that's true, but for some reason it just feels it, like... Yeah, it felt right. Yeah. It had, there couldn't have, it couldn't have been anyone else. Any other actor, no. I don't know. There just, it really feels like it hit on a, a just a perfect point. Like I, there were jokes... Allude, you know, like, I like I, the Paddington 2 joke. Okay, I have <laughs> and a question. we've talked about it before. I ha- no, I have a question. Go ahead. Tell me, what's the Paddington 2 joke? Why? So what do I need to know outside of you, Paddington 2? You're the one that brought it up, I thought. All when I've, we did Citizen Kane. All I've heard of it is that it's like a highest rated movie of all time. Right. But I don't right. know anything that, about it. Well, that was the thing. It was, it was when we did, when we talked about Citizen Kane last year, at that point, Paddington 2 was the only movie that had a higher score on, um, was it Rotten Tomatoes or? Yeah. Or, I think so. It had a perfect score. It had yeah. 100%. Because somebody put in a bad review of Citizen Kane. <laughs> it was probably you, Brady. <laughs> Hello. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, it was kind of like the joke was Paddington 2 is the best movie of all time. But, and then they put it into, into this. But how script. would Paddington 2 even be that? like? Because I haven't seen it. I've seen the first Paddington. But... Um, it's. I think it's just a good movie that everyone agrees on. Like again, there's, you're going to get somebody that sees, watches Citizen Kane, and hears it's the best movie, and says, "No, nope, not for me." And then, but Paddington not. Two, yeah, yeah. Paddington <laughs> Two. Uh, you, you, I think you're just going to not find anyone that has anything bad to say about it. So, have you seen it? I have not. Seen it. I know we got. It. I, I wish one of you guys had seen. I it. I was just like, I, I almost watched that. Fill too, me but. in on the Paddington Two. Like, okay, other than that, I didn't know anything. So I was like, yeah. maybe there's more to it. I just didn't know. I took it as just that. And, and I saw uh, a Twitter feed. It's like they they like edit Paddington in every movie in a bunch of movie scenes. I don't know. It's like there's a thing. There's like a Paddington thing. People people love them. And it's an underground marmalade. swell for Paddington. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't know, and I was like, okay, so yeah. That. Have you seen uh, Guarding Tess, which is the one that Javi said he... You know, I knew of it, but I don't know yeah, if Shirley I've actually McLean. seen it. Shirley MacLaine, yeah. I remember it coming out, too, when I was, too. When I was young, but uh, never never went to see it, never saw it. First, so I remember him in Peggy Sue Got Married. Okay. Um, have you seen that? No. Neither of you seen that? Mm-mm. That's very much like the classic 
Nick Cage like talking and yeah. like he's got the high hair from it's like the fifties or sixties. An all timer though, raising Arizona. Yeah. That's what I thought what you guys were gonna say was your number one either first introduction or No, I, I didn't watch that movie until later. I actually think it might have been my first intro- I watched that pretty young, mm-hmm. not knowing I think the first couple times I saw it, I could have told you like there's a guy on a motorcycle, there's a baby, like I wouldn't have, I was too young to be watching it. Yeah. Um and then Coen Brothers genius. And, yeah, but I was, you know, was, well, I, was, I just dove in early. Uh, what can I say? And then, I don't know which one I got, but he's pretty good. <laughs> Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. Yeah. yeah. So that, but that's always, and that's still a really good movie. But um, Peggy Sue, I'm married to, I've always remembered as seeing pretty early as well, which is very, him very young. And yeah, but then I don't remember a ton before like The Rock I and watched, stuff. I watched Wild at Heart in high school, which is a David Lynch movie. He's, David Lynch, the one who uh, did uh, Dune. Yeah, we talked about Dune, and it's a weird, it's a weird movie. It's with um, you said David Lynch already. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strange one. It's very Nick. Nick Cage. I mean, that's the one. That's the character I think he's pulling when we're talking about Nicholas. Nicholas Cole, the leather jacket, uh, the leather jacket thing. And then he was. I don't think I've ever seen Moonstruck either, all the way through. But that's nope. a big one for him. I'm out on share. Um, and then leaving Las Vegas was like 95, sure. and then he won. I think he won or got no, nominated, nominated, nominated for Academy Award for that one. So it kind of just he just he, you know, he rode. Well, then a it was big way. Then and, it was The Rock, and, and then, then it was, it was action, Face Off action and Cotton Air, and, yeah, and right. then it was yeah. I mean, eight millimeter. Do you guys love Face Off too? Not I kind of love Face Off. I think it's kind of good. I don't even know. Well, and they talk about it here, too. Yeah. Right? They're just like, it's my <laughs> number one movie, Face Off, of course. <laughs> <laughs> John Woo, who did uh, um, Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible too. 2, which you guys that hated. That was Face Off, right? Yeah. He, did, he yeah. did Face Off, yeah. Yeah, I know I've seen it, but I don't remember if I've seen it after the one time. It's probably pretty ridiculous. Now. It is very ridiculous. It's a, it's a ridiculous story. Oh, wait, but, I, was but like, still... I don't know how you're saying I, it. might. They're talking about people's faces being so. <laughs> and I remember thinking that at the time, but but I feel like I feel like people love it. And I, I think I haven't seen it in a long time, but I, I feel like I would still love it. Maybe I feel like you think that I think Maybe Con Air gets the love from that time frame. The Rock definitely gets yeah, the love from that time frame. That I don't hear a lot of people fondly recalling Face, face off. off. It's like oh, Travolta and Nick Cage. Yes, <laughs> Travolta was good too, <laughs> and it's got the doves. The white dove's flying. That's John Woo's signature. <laughs> Brady's <laughs> out. <laughs> there's no motorcycle, though, was there? Oh, God. I don't, I don't think there's a motorcycle in Face Off. Uh, there Maybe po- there probably is. is. I don't know. Through Maybe a cemetery not. or something? <laughs> so I thought the Pascal thing was just so... He, again... Uh, so, uh, Jelani, off, uh, before we started, you were asking about Narcos. So I... I I kind of know Pascal. Is he in that? He's in yeah, the first season, first season of Narcos. Yeah, that's I think how I know him. I thought it was Mandalorian and um, no. So afterwards, and honestly, I mean you you don't know it's him until uh, late the right. first season when he actually takes the helmet off. Right, Game of Thrones. He's he's oh sure yeah, yeah 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 Game that's, of Thrones. That's where I first saw him, in, and then I heard about Mandalorian. Sorry, Game of Thrones. I think was before Narcos. Yeah, that first season. O- of Narcos. Oberon. Yeah, yeah. but Martel. Narcos is like yes. a full on like he's an actor in the whole season that game of thrones was like obviously he came in for a couple yeah. episodes we were all Brief. hoping we were all hoping that he'd be a <laughs> uh, spoiler alert yeah. but, you know, we were hoping he'd be around longer <laughs> yep no it was brief um <laughs> but he was oh well fun fact it said he you know he dove in the water to save big cage he pascal was a uh former professional swimmer yeah competed professionally he is a interesting actor i like I I like pretty much everything he's in. Yeah. Um I watched one of those, you know, 
wired autocompletes with him and Oscar Isaac. They're what's best a, friends. Yeah, they're like. What's a wired auto? I don't know either. It's the Wired magazine. They do like okay. the Google like Pedro is Pedro Pascal, and then just whatever autocompletes to it, and they have to answer those questions. I have um, no idea. I've never heard of this. Oh, oh you're talking like, about like it's just a YouTube a video sh- YouTube or something? Short, yeah. yeah. Okay, I see. With like, I, they do it with like tons of different actors. Like never, never. I, I think I've seen it. It's like yeah. a white background. Yeah, yeah. I've seen those. You work hmm. at Google. How yeah. do you not yeah, right. see these? <laughs> <laughs> he was kidding, people. He totally knows about. I it. just when you said I thought it was a movie. I'm like, uh, it's wired autocomplete the movie. Yeah, the <laughs> give, movie. It, give it time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just I like him on screen. I like like you said, you know, Game of Thrones. Um, I put him in. You know, he's in Triple Frontier, which I think is yeah. a decent film. You know, it's him, it's Oscar Isaac, it's Ben Affleck, it's Charlie Hunneman, and uh, there's one other guy in there, too. But, uh, but yeah, I mean... You, said, you had me at Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. He's better than this than Phantoms. <laughs> but, yeah, it, I think it, it's, it was a great role for him. Very believable, very, like, I could see all he of He played the, the gushing, like, mm-hmm. fan just so well, mm-hmm. and then, then simultaneously enough, had enough, like darkness to keep the allure of him being the evil bad guy believable yeah but but yeah but then he's joining into like gushing about paddington too and mandy and you're like could it be both like that's how you i mean that's why i feel like maybe where it sort of fell apart for me was you watch your tone (laughs) you know you say you love it so I, i don't mean to be too critical of it and it's it's just like it did fall into the whole you know they were talking about the the kidnapping plot and but writing that into the movie and I, I appreciate the madness of it but like you knew he wasn't going to be the bad guy right. I feel like and then yeah it turns out it's his cousin and he was just which is the, fine the front for it so it just felt like a little like oh, okay yeah it's it's what we thought from the beginning sort of a thing but it's fine it, yeah it's I just so thought it was okay. so done so well okay and that like Cage even couldn't help himself like. He wasn't gonna obviously fuck his girlfriend or uh, or, watch <laughs> or watch him fuck his girlfriend. Or, that was really funny. That was a great line. Yeah, <laughs> but he he was like reluctantly there, but then like simultaneously discovers like you know with his like bit where he Pedro turns it into like this like they're being chased, although obviously they're not being chased. And K just he's like annoyed by it but then just leans all the way in on it and you're like oh yeah this is exactly what needs to happen yeah just kept being scenes where nick cage seemingly did what you would want him to do expect him to do it just i don't know it turned into a a buddy a buddy picture like they they had a you know like we talked about rrr last week and they were just like became best (laughs) friends right away or like stepbrothers yeah we just become best friends yep (laughs) like that's what happened with them like right away they're like and it is, we should it write is this. great. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, that is a lot of how it works, right? When guys in adulthood find good <laughs> friends, which is very rare, I think you, they would be pretty excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. They, they I, just, I hear I hear that. I like that part of they, it. They just, it delivered for me over and over again. Like, I will watch this again. I think it's, I don't know. I don't know if it has a stigma, uh, a Nick Cage stink on it, or that might turn people off. Like, I, I, I don't know. I think it, it, I think it's good enough that it it could sway people who might think negatively into if they at least understand what it is that like it's fucking good. I think it's really really good. I think at this point, Did I say I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I think at this point it's 
there's enough like lore around Nicolas Cage where this actually like plays in and it kind of builds it up because even if you don't like him, like you can see him coming out and you know somebody else who is a huge fan of him loving him and then seeing like how that cultivates into them inviting him to this island of Mallorca and being like all all about him and having, gorgeous by the way right amazing <laughs> yeah. jeez louise <laughs> but i think yeah i think it just it works for for an actor like you said i don't think anybody else could have been in this role playing themselves other than nick cage and it's another you know like i said before it's a movie lovers movie cuz like you can't this shouldn't be your first movie either like we said with um uh everything crazy, everywhere every, all yeah thank you everything everywhere all at once like there's a, a lot of references and a lot of stuff like i think feel like this is the same one like same kind of movie. Well, there's where, definitely a lot of yeah, references. Yeah, a lot of references. <laughs> and again, you don't have to be the biggest Nick Cage fan, but you kind of have to know something about movies <laughs> going like, into this and plot <laughs> tropes. And he's stuff. got the two golden guns, and he's like, what'd you pay for those? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll give you 20. <laughs> He's like, it's grotesque. That. I'll give you <laughs> what he's talking about. The, I thought he was talking about the, the whole statue. Oh, my God. Statue, it was right? so yeah. funny. And that's why I also, I think that was actually somewhat of a nod. Because I had, I remember hearing that. So he's, he like has spent a lot of money on random shit. Yeah. And that's why he doesn't have as much money. Because he, he just keeps buying whatever he wants. Right. So, and I don't and know if that like that line was a nod at that yeah, or pro- not because it it made me laugh really hard just knowing that part about it because i was like of course he would offer like way too much money for that <laughs> it was definitely a little eerie too when they put his face, face over, over it, it. but like, kind of cool kind of cool it was a very yeah a very cool um, shot and one of my favorite funniest parts that i laughed at was when he's like when they were like no you run no you run you're the faster runner <laughs> and he's like no that was the stunt department and he's like not according to the not according to the making of featurette <laughs> He just says it so fast. And he's like, all right, fine. <laughs> that back and forth was priceless and done really well. He just, Pedro had all the all the info. He was an obsessed fan. And it was, you're right. That Not was according a, to the making That up. was a really funny line. Uh, um, well, it, okay. No surprise here. This was on the 2019 blacklist as one of the best scripts. Yeah. I could see that being passed around as. Oh, and yeah, I just, I wonder. And I didn't see it or dig too too deep, but I wonder if it was straight up like this is a Nick Cage movie, like because right. if you don't have him, it doesn't make any sense. So like, no, I think it was yeah, it was written with him. So I'm saying, right. but to write this as a script, like you're writing it, it's a one in a million chance that you can get Nick Cage yeah. to do the movie. Yeah, like so you're either writing it as an actor that. Yeah. Again, like I said, I think Nick Cage is the perfect person for it. I just I wonder if the yeah. thought all along was well, no, this is Nick Cage in the role or it's nobody because yeah. that's a weird thing for a, a screenwriter to well, do. <laughs> I wonder how Charlie Kaufman did it with being John Malkovich. Like that, <laughs> did he have John Malkovich in mind and what if he didn't agree to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how's that segue? Can we segue into adaptation another Charlie Kaufman or are we still going back to... Uh... Well, I want to just highlight <laughs> one or two well, people in the watch cast. Watch Croods 2 first. <laughs> <laughs> a 40-year-old man. <laughs> did we like the supporting cast? I mean, other than Pedro Pascal. Did we feel like... We, we like Sharon Horgan. We right? like Sharon Horgan. Yeah. The daughter was a nobody, to my knowledge. Ah, she's not a nobody. Is she a sheen of the sheen sheens? No, she's, she's not she's of English. English sheens. Oh, okay. Yes, she is English. She's from... I think I looked it up, and Jelani's going to like her because she's from Click... She is a click adjacent. <laughs> so what does that mean? She saw it. <laughs> Her mom is Kate Beckinsale. Oh, she's a 
She's, she's the daughter. Her of, mom is Kate Beckinsale. Her mom is Kate Beckinsale. She's the daughter of Kate Beckinsale and Michael Sheen. Oh, that Michael Sheen. Yeah, got it. God, Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> or that Sheen. <laughs> her, mom, her mom is so hot. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Oh yeah, I kind of yeah. actually forgot about him. He was fine. Just, just there. Right? Yeah. Didn't need to. Yeah. He didn't need to be was the he, agent. Was he in the new Matrix too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he he's got a good agent apparently. Yeah, I think he's he's working, he steadily working. Doesn't need roles. to be. Yeah, but, um, I still see Doogie Howser. Right, <laughs> and then I just said kudos to Tiffany Haddish for getting the and credit. Oh, you know, I'm uh, I, you know what? She's my weak link. I just un completely unneeded in this movie. I don't think she had. Yeah, I don't think this role had much for her or Ike Marinholtz. But um, I think it's just when you, you when you get that and. Less like you get paid more. Like, yeah, I so just uh, okay. Oh, money. you're saying in the be- in the opening credits, like Aunt Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, yeah. I just so okay. So two things. Did you know that the director who he was auditioning or had lunch with and auditioned for? Did you know who that was? No. Either it's a real director. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. I was going to say something from Adaptation, so no, we get there, yeah. Well, Martin, we'll get there. I know. I'm, <laughs> keep jumping ahead. But wait, he had lunch with... Right in the beginning, he has lunch. Yeah. He's, he's like, he wants this big role. He's like, I'll, I'll read for you. He's like, Mankiewicz? Yeah, I don't need you to read for me. Is it Mankiewicz? It's David Gordon Green. Oh, I don't know him. Who directed him in Joe, which was a movie... Uh, I, shoot, I, I didn't... Mighty I Joe Young? Just Joe. Um... <laughs> It, but he also has directed a bunch of Eastbound and Down, Vice Principals, Righteous okay. uh, Gemstones. So he's in he's in that family. But in uh, Halloween and Halloween Kills. Okay. So yeah. you're that's, I'm pointing those, at Martin yeah. who yeah, uh, that's I'm the horror guy. eats that stuff up. Yeah. I'm in the Righteous Gemstone and Eastbound <laughs> camp. Jelani, yeah. there was a guy named Joe. So <laughs> couple <of> Joes. <laughs> but Cage handpicked Haddish based on a recommendation by his friend, writer and director Paul Schrader. Mm-hmm. Who in the card counter? Card counter. Yeah, there you go. You. So yeah. there's your there's your correlation into how yeah. Haddish ended up. I don't know. I just really didn't think she fit at all. I think it was she's she was fine. It just wasn't a meaty role. No, um, I, I think she's very funny, and there wasn't any comedy to her. I didn't no. laugh. There, it was yeah, just not was, written well. There was nothing written for right, those nothing, characters. Nothing written for her. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I don't think you need a Tiffany Haddish or like. I don't know. I just didn't. I was like, ah, it's just didn't I think work. they just should have made it funnier, <laughs> right? Or at least those parts, yeah. right? Like there were there were there was comedy between Cage and Pascal, and I like that. But now we can go to your adaptation right. meta. Uh, this movie I love. It wasn't as good as I remembered. Ah, uh, I, I didn't love it. it. I have you seen it, Jelani? I had never seen it. I had a, um, this was different, completely different, and for sure, but. Similar, very similar. <laughs> um, Letting you get back to the point where you earlier said it was similar. Yeah, because again, it's the whole like, you know, you you've got a screenwriter writing the film mm-hmm. that he's actually in, mm-hmm. yeah. and trying to pull all those pieces. Well, like together. I said last week, this this was the perfect pairing because of the ra- and I hadn't even seen Unbearable Weight, but like just knowing what I did know, this was like there's there's a lot of lines being crossed here, yeah, and yeah. a lot of cage. <laughs> I just I really like um, I do like Charlie Kaufman movies. Um, so I love being John Malkovich. Loved this one. 
Um, he's he's kind of fallen fallen off. There's some <laughs> some stuff that he's done more recently. That he should uh, take a seminar. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a real guy. I meant to look this up, but um, Robert McKee and that book is a is a real real. The book. cast and adaptation is just unfair. How good it is. How good? Uh, yeah. Well, go go through some of the I mean, some people that you liked. It's. It, I mean, well, so you get Cage in two roles. You have Meryl Streep. Yep. I mean, alone probably esc- elevates the movie. But what's funny is I don't know that I've ever thought of this as a Meryl Streep movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I always kind of forget that she's like she, I know she's in it, but yeah. I don't think of this as a movie like of hers. Right. Um, Chris Cooper, who I th- I know was nominated. I don't know if he won for this. Um, right. Sands teeth. Um, <laughs> But uh, you well, and you met so the McKee, Brian Cox, Brian Cox yeah. who plays the McKee, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like who's been the same age for like 30 years? Yeah, right. How's that work? <laughs> Him and James Hong, they're just hanging out. together. I just don't understand. It's just like he looks he really identical. Age. Yeah, all the time. Right. It's it does at some point it shouldn't be that way. I think when you go gray, <laughs> younger. Then you just skin kinda... matches. I mean, <laughs> uh, you got Tilda Swinton, yep. uh, who definitely had forgotten was in this. Um, Jim, Be- random Jim Beaver uh, sighting as the Ranger. There. Yeah, uh, I, he's a very bit character, but I know him from so many like shows and stuff that I always think it's funny when he pops up. Um, you got uh, I had to look up his name. Stephen Tobolowski was deleted used to be in this movie it was another ranger i don't know who that one is you do if you saw him ned but, uh, ryerson ned ryerson ned, yeah. ned ryerson <laughs> there you go that Jelani. movie was on the other day i started watching it I got sucked into it um but just i mean there's some powerhouses there i mean literally like cage wh- whatever you think of him i mean he's a, a known entity uh and streep and cooper and tilda i mean all yeah a lot yeah, of uh, you're right Young Maggie Gyllenhaal. Um, young Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> you obviously have a, a John Cusack sighting is uh, mm-hmm. from being Jim Malkovich, right. as well as Catherine Keener. Keener, as well as Keener. Malkovich. And Malkovich. Yeah, and yeah. Malkovich. I think that might have just been actual old footage. Well, that was the weird part. It was like how if they if it was because it's like it that I think was from the making of featurette. The <laughs> <laughs> but then was he, he? But he was in the scene. That's, That's what I mean. They asked him to move out of the scene. They're like, remember? "You got to get out of here." But they might have been able to do that. I think they just and like Cusack VFX. Yeah, maybe Cusack was looking this direction, but maybe that's. I, I that, don't know. There's that, something. The Cusack stuff. I feel like they brought him in and filmed filmed it, but the Malkovich stuff felt like it was um, that like that was just that they was even old had footage, like they not. even it looked like footage, you yeah. know. So uh, very unique to say the least. To kind of like dip, you're in multiple worlds at the same time. I just wonder like how. Now that I've seen this movie a few times, like I wonder how it came about. Like, did Charlie Kaufman really try to just um, uh, was was he hired to uh, adapt the Orchid Thief? And is this really kind of how it went? And then he wrote it in this way. Like, I, I just don't know how it happened. You know, like because I just feel like it's it's pretty brilliant when you see he talks about different ways of opening it, and you, those are ways that we've seen. It. Like, we start at the beginning of time. That is kind of how they how they the movie starts, right? And it's like no, we started him sweating with uh, at at um, at lunch with uh, with Tilda Swinton, yeah. And then really they do it that way. A lot. You shouldn't wear sweaters. <laughs> I know. I, kept I think I can like, solve his like, sweating I, problem. I, yeah, I get that. I I get hot too. We've talked about this. <laughs> Big guys get hot. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you definitely don't want to wear that many layers. Uh, but yeah, he's. I think he and I think he played both roles really well. And I love the the Donald Kaufman character 
and the Brady, the quote that you said in the beginning is one of my like favorite favorite quotes. Like I remembered it from the first time I saw it and I didn't watch the movie again until years later. But just that whole concept of he knew that he was getting made fun of, but he loved he loved that woman. He loved the woman in high school anyway, and he, she couldn't take it away from him. Like it doesn't matter if she loves him. It's it's was big. It's a big very grandiose idea, um, and one I feel like you wish more kids could like yeah. grasp that that you it, are what you love, not what loves you. If for nothing else, to not let like let yourself be destroyed by what you perceive as like I don't know love in high school and right. you know and at a young age, and that's when he's telling the story is from it's from high school, but it's like you know charlie saying i watched like what and i watched him all laughing at you essentially laughing he's like yeah i heard it yeah you know it just it did that part didn't matter yeah and it's like to have that whether you want to call it confidence or obliviousness or whatever you want to call it like the insight or perspective that he had theoretically to to be able to just not let that get to him is just like ridiculously beneficial yeah down the road you and, know, and that's exactly right and it's like the the crux turning point of the movie even though it's right at the end but that's that's when charlie realizes hey donald is actually good at this good at this stuff too and and has you know has some good ideas and that's when he knows how to he knows how to finish it after he has he has that conversation with him the one word that i had to look up just because i couldn't describe it is friend shaman friend shaman is uh vicarious embarrassment so every time oh. Charlie was on the screen, like I felt awkward for him. I thought it was Schadenfreude. It's kind of in yeah, that, but in I that think vein, but there's like, a different word for it. I think that's feeling bad for when bad things happen to somebody it's, else. It's laughing at other people's misfortunes. Misfortunes, yeah. right. So this, this is, is from Shaman. This is feeling awkward. Feeling awkward for somebody, for somebody doing else. awkward something. You yeah, know, doing for awkward sh- events or you know, going through awkward stages. And every time he was... Whether he's talking to a woman or even yeah, when he dates. was at lunch yes. with Tilda Swinton, you're just like, you're sweating. <laughs> Get a napkin. Like, yeah. Stop wearing knit wool sweaters. <laughs> like, it's very easy. But yeah, when when um, the the waitress is kind of you know talking to him about orchids. Just and he acknowledges just goes, his yeah, existence. Yeah. And he goes too far and is like, oh, I have this. Thing. Come with me for the weekend. And she's just like, nope. <laughs> it's like, yes, I, I agree with you. That's a good That's a good, good word. Good oh, that's vocabulary a, lesson. You today. know, and I didn't, uh, she's too far down on the list. Uh, that's an actress who. Judy Greer. Judy Greer. There yep. you go. Mm-hmm. A younger Judy Greer, for sure. Yep. God uh, help you if you use voiceover narration. <laughs> so i mean i know the answer to this and brady does too but our listeners may not martin mm-hmm. but what is a deus ex machina a deus ex machina it's like the gods in the machine or something like that i think is what it literally translates to but it's just it's just when something like oh we need uh i need a, a to pick this lock and then all of a sudden they have they have a, a lock picking set or something like that, like something something that comes in and then saves the day what, that you didn't that you never heard about anything before, like you know the hand of God comes in and saves you. Yeah, exactly. So right? don't ever use those in your movies. Yeah, either. don't ever use those. Yeah, if <laughs> otherwise Brian Cox will jump down your throat. <laughs> but I'll still have a drink with you later, and read a whole book maybe, or listen to you read a whole book. I don't know. Yeah, did he did he read the whole thing? He got to the end. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he was skimming or what. When they're at the bar and trying to figure out like how it should end, he's like, yeah. it just ends. That's, yes, that's end. what I wondered. I'm like, were they really sitting there reading the entire Orchid? And I, I couldn't imagine. Like I said, I love this movie. I'm like, should I read the Orchid Thief? I'm like, I don't think I'm going to enjoy it. I didn't know it was real. 
Yeah, it's a real, I, real I, thing. Yeah, I have since learned it, but yeah. I didn't know. LaRoche that, is a real person. Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know that whole part of it. Well, that that's kind of what I was. What or I was else I did started. back when in twenty years ago when it came out, and I just and didn't just, know that. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. But like, it's that, that's what I wonder. Like, how this came about? Like, did they really want to? adapt it or did charlie kaufman want to adapt it or did he just come to somebody with this and it's like hey this is what i've done already and they're like holy shit this is fucking brilliant because it is it's brilliant and crazy very different and uh we get in it's funny to watch unbearable weight one night and come back the next night and watch not so much the cage playing two characters in both movies because in the first one it's like the little it's weird the young nicky or whatever but just was creepy i didn't like it yeah uh, just the whole dynamic, though, of Cage being t- uh, it was just a lot over the course of 48 hours <laughs> to, <Yeah>. watch, <laughs> to watch him play uh, that many roles and, you know, with himself in the same. Uh, and Nick Cage smooch is good. So, you know, it's. Uh, so going into this, you know, and not have seen not seeing it in the beginning um, or ever seeing it, obviously. And. <laughs> uh, I was I was trying to figure out okay what part of it is the movie and what part is real life, and like you're following it along you're like okay, this is him going through the process of trying to like pull this movie together but they're also interweaving like the story of the book, and then it turns mm-hmm. when like they go and they follow uh, Orlean down to Miami right and you're just like. This is a whole new movie. That's like, when completely that's when different. Donald takes over the plot. Is what is how yeah. I how okay. I interpret it. So that's when Charlie lets Donald like dictate to make it a car chase scene. And yeah, drugs and they're gonna the kill drama. him and the, the drama it. and there's an you know the alligator. All that all that stuff. I is, thought the same thing. Donald Donald brings that in to end it because he doesn't really know how to end it because the book doesn't really have an ending that's exciting enough. Yeah, you sure. have a shootout, a chase, a sex scene, drugs. Mm-hmm. You have. All sorts of stuff. Yeah, Which, all of it. Again, to your point, is something that I don't think anybody at the time or anybody since has like. How, why would you? How do you make a movie like that? Like <laughs> it doesn't even process. Like I guarantee you, you took this script to you know movie execs now to be like, no, not a chance. Like what? What happened to the first half of this film? And now you're doing something completely different. But at the same time, but- it's like. It kind of works. It works. It kind of yeah. works. And it, 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 yeah, I think it, it very much works. And um, I, I, I mentioned some other Charlie Coffin movies. I forgot my favorite one, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. For a while, that was probably my, my favorite movie. We were overdue to do that movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that was just two, two years after this. And I think that was... And then since then, he's done Anna, Animalist. Anomalisa. I'm not sure how, how to pronounce that one, but I've seen that. That was a it. very, very weird one. It's where it's about a guy who sees everybody as the same face. Um, everybody has the same face, and the whole thing. It's kind of like hmm. an animated movie. Very weird. Is Synect- it New York? Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> um, but it's uh, but uh, yeah, Synecdoche, New York's with um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. And then a couple years ago, I'm thinking of ending things. I read the book. And then the movie was even more whacked out. Like I, I couldn't <laughs> recommend it to you guys either. The book was, was somewhat that? interesting. It's um, it does sound familiar. It does. Um, it was on Netflix, and it it is with um, Jesse Buckley, who you, who you've seen in Fargo. I want to oh, say okay. the, the, the series and uh, Jesse Plemons. Okay, um, Plemons. Landry. Okay, there yeah. You go. It's basically just just them two. There now. There's some other people in it as well. But yeah, it was it was very. Very strange, very. I mean, right up, right up Charlie Kaufman's alley to to adapt it. But yeah, love Eternal Sunshine, and yeah, love, love this movie. I think he had 
his first three out of, out of the gate are are classic. It was different. Like I said, at first I wasn't loving it. I did start to turn when Donald took over writing. You liked the third act? (laughs) Denouement? I looked it up. It's actually denouement. Right. Denouement is how you pronounce that word. Also, sorry, real quick. I'm thinking of ending things. Yeah. Is it's got Fargo all written all over it. What do you mean? Jesse Plemons. Oh yeah, right. Fargo. And Jesse, Buckley. Jesse Buckley. Right. Fargo. David Thewlis. Yes. Fargo. He was in a different season. I mean, like legit. I was like, uh, is anyone not in Fargo that's in this movie? So funny. Just so straight, but <laughs> 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 sorry to derail. I was just kind of enamored with the fact that I was like, no, there was. Did Noah Hawley do this movie? Like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe he was no, somewhat involved. Just Charlie Coffin. Um. Anyway, sorry. The so Martin, you did you like it as much? Because that was the thing. So Jelani hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. Didn't think it was great. Did you think it was bad or just different? It was It was very different. Was there, there's no doubt it's different for sure. Anyone that would have asked, I would have been like, I love that movie. I think I said it when we were talking about it. I, didn't, I wouldn't say I love it at this point. I thought it was good and interesting still, but mm-hmm. I did not. It didn't carry the I, weight that I thought it did. I couldn't watch it like every year, um, but I think I've seen it three three times for sure. It might have been the fourth Um and and I still re- really enjoyed it, um, and there were still some things that I was surprised at, or didn't you know didn't fully remember exactly, or or was able to pay attention to the little the little details of knowing that he's tried to start it a few different ways, right? And and just I did I, I loved it, yeah, I loved it this viewing too. It's still it still held up, but yeah, like it's about an every it's one of those every ten year movie follow like, question. rewatch every ten years. Would you see the three? <laughs> it sounds really good. It's the best script I've read all year. That's <laughs> the Donald says Ron Kaufman. Livingston. Yeah, right. Who looked younger than like ever for some reason? Did they age him backwards? Did they age him? Yeah, understand. it felt like he felt like he looked younger than he did in Office Space Agreed. and Swingers. I think Iowa native Ron Livingston. <laughs> you heard it here. Um, but overall, um, I would say to. There, again, I, I know I'm. A, I might be the biggest fan of uh, the unbearable weight, like. But I would say two really good Nick Cage movies. I think the a great one in there, and then like you think it's a great one. So yeah. I mean, potentially two great movies. Um, yeah. What do you think of the title of adaptation? You know, because it's like I, I think that's what I picked up more on this time. Like they actually say, you know, adaptations of profound process. Yeah. They're talking about orchids adapting, you know, right. to the twelve-inch proboscis. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, you know, that, that insects and hummingbirds and stuff have, uh, right. You know, they, every, everyone has every, every plant has, has the, an animal that, uh, that goes along with it, with the orchid, uh, that pollinates it. Um, so yeah, that, that, that they talk about adaptation that way, that it works. I think it works on multiple levels. Yeah. On multiple levels. So I, I always like the title, um, even though it's, it could be simplistic. The title of unbearable weight of (laughs) (laughs) the unbearable weight of massive talent. Well, see, I I wondered if that was a uh, so. There's a book and a movie, unbearable lightness of being, and I wondered if Hmm. that was at all tied tied to that. I don't know, but I don't know. Did you read that book? I've read that book, and I've I've seen the movie, (laughs) Milan Kundera. I'm doing something wrong with my free time, apparently. <laughs> this was 20 years ago. <laughs> Did you see the movie that he was talking about in Unbearable Weight? The one he Connor. tried to show his daughter, and she didn't Paddington like... Paddington 2? <laughs> no, the, what's the other one? Guarding Tess? 
No, he's talking about no, the, 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 island, the island of oh oh uh, the cabinet of cap of something Cal- Caligari. There you go. Doctor, yeah. and I haven't seen it. I've, I've always meant the to. island of Doctor Calamari. Something. <laughs> yeah. right. I thought that's where you <laughs> were going. I'm like it's Caligari. It's, yeah, it's. It's very old. I think it's like 1930s. Oh, and that's uh, Pascal puts that in his top three. And it's, I just really think Pascal, the Pascal Cage combo was just delivered so well. Yeah. The cabinet of Dr. Caligari. There, there you go. go. That's what it is. I thought 1920. <laughs> Hard yeah. out. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's. You guys made uh, me watch that. I quit. I, I don't even think it's, I think it's pre In case you want to know how to make me quit. I don't think it's a talkie. <laughs> Um, Not even a talk. I think it's a silent movie. It's That's German why. too, if I if I yeah. remember from the movie correctly. What's its running time, from this though? movie correctly? Uh, Martin will have watched it by next week. <laughs> I I mean I have all, I have heard about. There are people that say it's you know it's a, a movie. It's a classic <laughs> horror that you have to watch. But it oh it's only horror? an hour. Well, it's like yeah I mean it's horror it's trying to be scary. Nineteen twenty not rated an hour seven minutes. Um, it's an episode of Saul. <laughs> the tolerable yeah, easy, time. easy to watch but nobody that you know in it and yeah german okay. nosferatu-esque i've seen nosferatu you've seen all of the the horror films the horror the classic ones classic ones like frankenstein and wolfman no. And no 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 you haven't gone down the universal path i probably should but uh what's his name uh uh Bella Lugosi, Bella Lugosi, or Lon Chaney. Lon Chaney. Who yeah. was there? Was a one movie I swear I watched. It had like all of them in it. Like the werewolf. They had like Monster Squad. Monster Squad. <laughs> yeah, boy. Wolfman's got nards. <laughs> I love Monster Squad. Take him in the nards. Saw that movie so many wonder, times. Yeah, I Is wonder that Joe what. Joe Dante. Uh, the Burbs, Joe Dante. Yeah, I look it up. I don't um, know. You tell us. I. Uh, yeah, I love Monster Squad. If that was like a, a low Rotten Tomatoes, I would I should have put that in the Rotten Tomatoes challenge. But maybe I, it's maybe it's high. I'm gonna look it up real yeah. quick. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be devastating if that was uh, you had your chance already and we just didn't get to it. <laughs> While Jelani's Fred looking, De- oh Fred Decker, writer Shane Black. Ah, uh, no, yeah. Are you That's serious? Shane Black. Shane Black. The Monster Squad. That, that would have been like crazy. Before Lethal Weapon, eighty-seven might have been around around the oh, same. right around the same time. <laughs> He's just knocking them all out the park. Fun fact: Is she a version? <laughs> <laughs> Tomato meter fifty-six. Okay, that's it. Audience seventy-eight. That's probably it's probably about right. Uh, that's that's that might have to get played up for uh, Halloween. Yeah, Shane Black, writer Shane Black, and Fred Decker. <laughs> <laughs> These but, two movies were different. I will say that <laughs> to to just you know at the bare minimum they are different they are original ideas that we don't often see a lot anymore and so you know for the filmmakers congratulations because that's something that we appreciate here and you know I think it's getting all sappy on us yeah I was like what just happened right now <laughs> I think it's you know it's just something to take the risk right I wish yeah. more take you know, a drink. <laughs> um, I did want to make you guys watch Pig, which I did love. That's one of his. Uh, That's a new one. More, yeah, it's like a couple years old. I want to watch. It that. was subtle, um, not no overacting on Nick Cage, just good acting on Nick, from Nick Cage, and uh, and really solid. So we might we might still do that one at some point. Is sure. that? Do you feel like that one is one where I think Arnold did one like that too, where he's like not overacting. It's not an action film. But he's Schwarzenegger, to, Arnold, yeah, yeah. Commando. Like, what other Arnold? 
Get <laughs> uh, off some steam. I don't know if it's the one where his daughter becomes a zombie or something like that, but like <laughs> that's where he's subtle and not totally. Like yeah, it. I think that might be it. Batman but... and Robin. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> um, but no, it's yeah. There's there's a lot of actors that are starting to do that, and where they're just kind of taking it down a level from what they're they're known for. I so. want to know the Arnold movie now. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm gonna leave you guys hanging with that. So. As always, you can be a little bit more strategic. Make more movie star choices and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Our Film Fathers. Feel free to subscribe and give us a five-star review. And tell your friends to do the same. Thanks, and go to bed. Maggie? Maggie. Something with the daughter, you said? 59 Rotten Tomatoes. Post-apocalyptic horror drama. Yeah, that might be, that's probably it.